Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. We are, holy cow, are we deep in this one. Ongoing series, the purpose within the pestilence. What in the world is going on? Does anyone know? Can we know? I believe we can. Let's be a mature people. You know where, listen, if, if, there's, a, if there's a plague on the earth, now natural-minded people, people of the world, they're going to run to textbooks, they're going to run to natural knowledge, they're going to run to lab-created medicines, medicines, and they're going to try to fix the problem. They're going to try to figure out what in the world's going on, and these people are, in fact, doing that right now, giving their lives, throwing millions and billions and probably trillions of dollars at this thing to what? What do we do? What do we do? And listen, I'm telling you right now, if we who claim to be the representation of Yeshua Messiah on the earth right now, and in fact are God's people, if people are looking at us and we're like, I don't know, (laughs) shame on us, like for real. May we be ashamed by that if somebody looks at us or if even we don't take advantage of an opportunity to rise up and to be a spiritual mature man and say, the Lord says X. I know the patterns of God with his people. I know what's coming in prophecy. I know what's going on. Man, may we not. May we be rightly convicted if necessary. If we are in any way ignorant and just like, I don't know. I guess it's just fake news. Come on, y'all. Let's rise up and be spiritual men. Let's be stirred. Turn off your television and study the word. Fast pray. Make sure you're filled with the spirit. What's the Spirit saying? Well, how in the world are you going to know? It's time for the church to stand up and take her rightful place, not in pride and arrogance now, but in humble, humble brokenness of saying, oh God, we have sinned, relent, turn, show us mercy, show us your ways, and follow this biblical pattern. I'm telling you, I'm not, may the Lord make sure in my recesses of my mind and my heart that I'm in humility. I mean that in everything, every way I know how to say it. But I believe there is something within this. I, I can't even find a place that, well, maybe it's just for me. You know how you hear people say that with like all this conviction. Well, maybe this is just for me. I'm sorry if like you don't like this or don't agree. I'm saying, please, if you've made it this far, present it to the Lord and say, man, is that, is this true? Don't just take my word for it. I'm always saying that on this program. Don't just take my word for it or anybody else's. I don't care what end times prophecy books you've written that you've written or you've read or how many YouTube videos you've watched about some guy who knows everything that's going on because he had a a two-hour long vision last night after he ate two burritos. I'm just saying, like, can we ourselves be responsible to rightly receive, hold, and distribute out of our natural mouths the word and oracles of the Lord? I want to do that. I think that that's what we are supposed to do. (laughs) I don't think the Lord desires us to remain ignorant and uninformed according to what the Spirit is saying. So here we are. I think it's part five. I try to track this right. I get, I get, man, this is, this is challenging when I, when I bite off two and a half hours of messages in one morning. The purpose within the pestilence, I'm not going to review everything for the sake of time. Holy cow. And then I'm telling you, this is like, 
Again, this is a surface. This is scratching the surface of something that goes down to immeasurable depths. Take this and run with it. Build on it. Let me know what else you might add to it. Correct me. I don't care. This is full of flaw. I'm presenting to the best of my natural ability as a spiritual man to present what the Lord's saying as I receive it and as I understand it and have the limited ability to speak it out of my natural mouth. Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 15. The, wor- the sword is without, and the pestilence and the famine is within. This was very intriguing to me. The sword is without. It's outside. The pestilence and the famine, it's within. He that is in the field shall die with the sword, and he that is in the city, famine and pestilence, shall devour him. Okay, this word pestilence, it just keeps coming up. It is very intriguing to me. I'm trying to find some more pages um, before we get too much further. So again, I just want to keep reminding you, in case you do any studying on your own, this word pestilence is dever. Dever, 1698, the word, the thing in Hebrew speech is 1697, davar. Dever and davar. I believe they are intricately connected in this hour. Pestilence, word. Pestilence, word. There is a sifting, a winnowing, a separating that I believe, according to this biblical pattern that we see in 2 Samuel 24 and in 1 Chronicles, that must happen before the house of the Lord is established. I believe there's something eternal hidden and buried within this text. I believe that as much as I'm standing right here, making my arm jerk out as if I'm standing in front of 10,000 people when I'm just telling you to the best of my limited ability what I believe this is saying. There is a pattern. Oh my gosh, I forgot I put this in here. Let's look at this just for a mere moment. Ezekiel. Oh my goodness, I forgot all about this one. Ezekiel chapter 33. Oh Lord, help us. I'm going to read some of this. I'm going to read some of this. Oh God, help us. Speak to us, God. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Hey, what now? The word of the Lord. Son of man, speak to the sons of your people and say to them, if I bring a sword upon a land and the people of the land take one man from among them and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming and he blows the trumpet and he warns the people, then he who hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, and a sword comes and it takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but he didn't take warning, his blood will be on himself. But had he taken warning, he would have delivered his own life. If the watchman sees a sword coming and doesn't blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and a sword comes and takes a person from them, and he's taken, from, taken away in his iniquity, his blood will require from the watchman's hand. I've appointed you as a watchman over the house of Israel. Hear a message from my mouth, a word from my mouth. Give them warning from me. Man, I don't even have time. We're only, that's only in verse 7. Read Ezekiel chapter 33. It is, in light of this present hour, it could use some reading. It could use some attention. You see plague. You see pestilence. You see devour. 
all over the place. <sighs> Trying to decide even what else to, to highlight before we wrap this up. This will absolutely be the last part for sure. <sighs> Some other things that I think are just worth noting. I'm just going to kind of grab a couple things and throw them out there for you to chew on for your consideration. In light of different things we've talked about over the last five parts now of this series, The Purpose Within the Pestilence, Genesis 8, 21, God smelled a pleasing aroma along the lines of the incense. 2 Corinthians 2, 15, okay, Paul's writing to the Corinthian church and he talks about the fragrance of the Messiah and what that will do. The fragrance of the Messiah. What is this mysterious fragrance and aroma that ascends to, to make an entreaty to, to the, the one true God where it causes him to turn? It causes him to relent. It causes him to close up certain things. Ephesians 5.1 Messiah was a fragrant offering. One other thing I'd like to note that I feel like is worth highlighting here. I haven't talked about it really yet in any detail whatsoever, surely not in any specifics here on this podcast. Of course, this conversation is always ongoing in many circles of my life. But not too long ago, the Lord led us to start recognizing Sabbath. Like biblical Sabbath, Saturday. <laughs> I'm not even, you know, this is obviously not the appropriate time to bring up like why it was changed, how it was changed, how man just overruled and overrided and said, you know what, hey, we're going to make Sabbath when we want, okay? Sunday, got it. Thank you, God. We know your law, but hey, we're in Messiah now. We're free. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we started changing the, the pattern and literally the function of our life around a Saturday Sabbath recognition and honoring of the Sabbath. And listen, I'm no Sabbath keeper. Like, you're not going to see me on a billboard promoting the Sabbath. I'm learning. But I want to share this because I've not really done that yet, and it seems appropriate right now. Okay, like in this, okay, yes, it is, man, it's appropriate for sure. Bullseye. I wrote this and just scribbled some notes like if the Lord led me to this place at the end of this that I would know if I should even bring this up because I wasn't sure, and I feel absolutely yes. I believe that Yahweh God is desiring for His people and all of humanity to, to remember the Sabbath. Not just, the, not just the Sabbath rest. I understand, man, New, New Testament, new religion, Jesus followers. I, I was that my whole life in my limited juvenile understanding. Well, now I'm in the everyday Sabbath rest. Every day is the Sabbath rest. Every moment, everything I do, Sabbath rest, Sabbath rest. It's the, it's the, it's the culmination of being in Jesus. I'm in Sabbath rest every second of every day. Listen, friends, I'm telling you, no, you're not. No, you're not. Something's been lost. If we're going to make this program about rediscovering the ancient way, then we have to do it. 
And I know this is offensive, and, and some people may turn this off right now, but listen, friends, there is a distinction that is, is on the horizon right here and right now, in this age, in this hour, through this pestilence, through the word, through the hand of the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, if you turn on the, the news, which I can't do, I know, I talk about that all the time, we don't have television, but if you turn on your news, I can load web pages, I look at the news, you see pictures of other countries presently, and even now New York City, where streets are almost entirely vacant. No one is anywhere. You can't go to a sporting event anywhere. Listen, do you understand this? You can't go to a sporting event on the earth on a Saturday right now anywhere on the entire planet. Do you understand that? Why is that? Is that mere coincidence, people? Are we really that shallow? It is for a purpose, I believe. There is a, there is a, Lord, may I be careful with my words. <clears throat> there is something for the person who will give themselves in faith to ask the Lord in, a, in complete abandonment, Lord, if I missed your Sabbath, have I forsaken your Sabbath? We see Sabbath at the beginning of time. We see the Sabbath at the creation of the earth, y'all. Yahweh God named it. He called it what it is. And he said, this is my day, period. It is set in place for all generations, period. We see it kept throughout the people of God, throughout the timeline of history. We know that at the culmination of the ages, Messiah will be what, y'all? He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. So how in the world do we think in the here and now? Uh, I'm in the Sabbath rest all the time. I'll do Sunday. I'll do Tuesday. I'll do Friday. I'm telling you, when I changed that in our household and we decided to mark an entire day, it revealed in my heart how, how I did actually still possess, well, this is my time. This is my time. God, I give you my whole life. But this is my time. Friends, when does the whole earth normally do everything that's fun, everything that is a sporting event, everything that's recreation? Well, I know the whole culture is inundated with it 24-7, but when does it primarily take place? On the Lord's Sabbath day. This is not mere coincidence, people. This is no weird conspiracy talk. This is reality. Hebrews 4.9, remain, there remains therefore a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Like, this is not just mere metaphor. And why in the world? Joel, okay, man, I was just tracking with you for, for like two hours, but what in the world? Look at the earth. The earth is being forced into a rest. The earth is being forced to rest, people. Why? Because if they're not forced to rest, they will not rest. You will keep going. You will keep going to work 60 hours a week. You will, keep, you will go to this basketball game. You'll go to this football game. You'll go to this concert. You'll go to this. You'll go to this. You'll go to this. We never stop going. We never have dinner with our families. We never sit and fast and pray as a family. We never study the scriptures like every day for hours. We don't get up early in the morning 
Yes, some of us do, and many do even greater, much greater than I do. I'm not saying everyone, but for the most of the majority, wide way Christian American church, we do not give God His day, His time. We don't set aside. We don't mark. We are not branded by a distinct holy people. We look just like the world, except just a little bit of a churchy tweak to it. Why? I think because partly because we have abandoned the Sabbath distinction. But look around right now. Saturday is coming tomorrow. Because of what? Because of the devour. Because of the pestilence, the world is standing still. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, unplug from all of the the news rhetoric and verbiage of all these people doing reports and listen to what I'm saying. The entire activities of the entire earth are coming to a stop and to a rest. Forced. By what? Listen, by what? By a pestilence. God, is the purpose of the pestilence the Sabbath rest? Is the purpose of the pestilence for people to fall on their knees and say, Oh God, we've been a rebellious, stiff-necked, hard-hearted, rock-hard people who we do not honor your Sabbath. And so you know what God does in His goodness and in His kindness? He says, I'm taking everything away by my hand of pestilence. Why? So that you sit still and that you ponder your life and that you at least have an opportunity to turn to me and cry out for mercy because my my mercy is your only hope because my pestilence is my goodness and my kindness because outside of my Sabbath you have no hope. You don't even know who you are. People of God now. The people of God. You don't even know who you are. You're making rules and regulations. You're doing whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. And you're giving me an hour a week. And you know what? I have had enough. And my righteous judgment is coming by my heavy hand of pestilence on the earth. And I'm telling you, the only way we will be shown mercy is if we follow this pattern of King David. And we say, God, it's about me and you right now. And I'm telling you, I've been saying this for years. The only hope that the church has is the individual heart turning in absolute excruciating repentance unto the God of our fathers. It's the only hope man has. It is not church, it's not evangelism, it's not discipleship, it's not anything we can name for the next 20 minutes. It is in the dirt, repentance, me and my creator. And I'm just telling you, unless that happens, this will continue. It has to. It has to. Because the pestilence is the goodness of my Father.
So the two main accounts of this occurrence with David, primarily including but not limited to the threshing floor, the offering, the incense, the house of the Lord, and of course, how it all came about with David's ordering of the census to begin with, the two differing explanations of this account made it clear then, and it makes it clear now, right now, that the sovereign hand of Creator God is absolutely in control. Pestilence and His Word coming to mankind, especially to His people, are intricately related. There is one response to be made. David shows us this pattern. Admittance of wrongdoing. Repentance. Owning up to His responsibility for the need of pestilence to even come. It fell upon Him that He willingly embraced. Then the Word of the Lord comes. David responds immediately with what? Obedience. I will build the house of the Lord. Yes, amen. Right now. Reparations are made. How? By a threshing. By a sifting. After he paid the price, he willingly paid a cost to purchase and possess the area that would make it smooth, that would sift, that would thresh Then, and only then, can the house of the Lord rightly be established. The pestilence and the word of the Lord comes. The man, you, my friend, me, we confess, we repent, we turn. We purchase the threshing floor with our very lives. Through Yeshua Messiah and His perfect execution of satisfying every demand made smooth. Then the house of the Lord is built in its place. Friends, I'm just saying, what if this is the hour we are on this earth for? What if? What if? Don't run off the opportunity to be a man of God in this hour. Part of me is like, oh God, if this is the end of the age, then Lord, I'm ready. If this is the onset of the end of the age, God, I'm ready. Why? Because of me? Because of, oh, I've I've practiced for this, air quotes. No, no, because it's the sovereign hand of God, and I know Him, and I'm hearing Him, and I'm communing with Him, and I'm training my son to hear His voice, and I'm alongside my wife, washing her with the water of the Word and saying, honey, I know you're afraid. I get it. I don't know. I don't know the answer to your questions, honey, but you know what? We know the King. We know the King, and He said, come to my table. What? You who are weak and heavy laden, come. Put your head in this yoke, son. Put your head in this yoke because look, we're going. We're going. You keep your head in that yoke and you look forward because look, it's my strength. It's my ability. It's me. It's not you. Your job is to stay in this yoke. We're going. We're going to turn some ground. We're going to let some light hit the dirt and we're going to prep this ground because the harvest is coming. 
So friends, don't be distracted by the pestilence. Don't be distracted by the terrors of the world and how mankind responds to the hand of the Lord coming in this age. Don't be distracted by all this nonsense and mess that wants to lure you into the spirit of fear or just shrug it all off as mere ridiculousness. I'm saying, what if we now need to position and posture ourselves to receive the oracles of God because you know what? Something's coming to the earth. And you know what? I'm going to be the one who hears what it is that's coming. Friends, let that be you. You better be sober. You better sit down your children and say, look, some things are going to change in our house. Daddy's been lazy. We've been disordered. But you know what? It starts now. We're going to be ready. Ready for what? For whatever comes. For whatever the perfect, perfect hand of the sovereign God says goes here in our generation. So what in the world is the purpose within the pestilence? I think we've answered that question. In measure. In measure. Friends, pull your head out of the world and stick your head in the eternal kingdom of God right now. Right now. Stop playing games if that's you. Don't wait any longer. We need to be like David. We need to say, you know what, God? It's me and you. Look at me. Let it fall on me. And rightly be mature spiritual men coming to our Father. Completely entrusting ourselves, our families, our businesses, our very lives into His sovereign hand. So friend, let the purpose come. Let the purpose be fulfilled and accomplished in your life in your family, in your neighbors. May we embrace the word of the Lord. May we embrace the pestilence of the Lord. Why? It's for our good. And His goodness, we are promised, leads us to repentance, and we know that any man who repents is accepted in the eyes of the Father. Through, through, the fulfillment of the slain lamb, Yeshua, Messiah, who is seated high and exalted over every throne, king, principality, nation of man. He is enough. Go into him. The righteous, the righteous, the righteous run into the holy mountain of God. He is our everything. The purpose of the pestilence is to drive us to our knees where we will find the purposes of Yahweh God, our perfect creator. Amen.